There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. Central Asia, far, far away. Mahid got a call. Mahid speaks Russian because he was born in the USSR, though today his country is using less and less of the Soviet Union's official language. It was a Russian friend who called Mahid, but more than a friend, it was Pashto Rahman, who lived way out on the steppe. Rahman told Mahid about a ministry opportunity. Ministry, yes. A bowl of sugar plums, no. You see, Rahman, is of Russian ethnicity, and the former states of the USSR are becoming more and more nationalistic. They are exalting their own culture and their own language, and sadly, they look at Christianity as a Russian religion. Russia were their oppressors, and the majority of these people trace their history back to Islam. So to live in Turkmenistan or Tajikistan or Kazakhstan is to identify as a Muslim, being a Muslim in this part of the world is not a matter of what a person believes. It is a matter of national identity. And at one time, Mahid was told by his parents that he was a Muslim. But he was godless. By his own admission, he was mean and cruel. His own wife feared him. And she finally came to him one day and told Mahid that if he did not find God, then she was going to leave him. Now, life for most people in Central Asia is bleak. Mahid had a neighbor who was addicted to drugs. And this man confided to Mahid that he was going to kill himself. Mahid didn't think this was such a good idea, but what could he tell his neighbor? He had no answers to life. He had no happiness. Because of his wife's threats, he had begun to attend the mosque. But his life was not changing at home. To Mahid's surprise, he ran into his neighbor three months later. He had not heard that he had died, but he had not seen him either. And what he did see on this day shocked him. His neighbor had been freed from his addictions. He looked clean. He looked peaceful. He looked whole. What has happened to you? Mahid asked. The last time I saw you, you told me you were going to try to die. The neighbor did not tell Mahid directly why he had changed. In fact, he sort of avoided it. But Mahid was intrigued. His neighbor told him 
he was going to something, something like a mosque. Can I go with you? Mahid asked. I don't care where it is. I, I want to see this place. So his neighbor took him. Mahid was shocked when they walked down a side street and stood outside a little picket fence. A sign on the gate said, House of Prayer. He stared at his neighbor. His neighbor stared back at Mahid. Inside, Mahid was scared. He had heard reports about Russian Baptists. But he looked at his friend again. His friend was not Russian. He couldn't betray his nationality, could he? He couldn't be going after a Russian god, could he? Mahid overcame his fear and went into the house of prayer. There he heard someone teach the Bible for the first time in his life. He was fascinated. Almost everyone there was indeed Russian or Ukrainian. But Mahid kept attending and realized that Jesus was not Russian. Jesus was the savior of mankind. Then came the day when he repented publicly. He went home and told his wife that God had forgiven him, and he asked her to forgive him as well. She did, but it took two years before she asked Jesus to forgive her too. Today, Mahid is one of Gospel Inc.'s most vibrant preachers in his country. People are surprised by his life. I mean, after all, he has a Muslim name. He has an Asian face and dark skin. Why is he a follower of Jesus? Mahid has led many to follow Jesus. And Roman was calling him that day because this ministry opportunity would be better suited for someone with his ethnicity. Just by being of Russian descent, Roman would probably not be well received. But there was an open door and a tremendous need at this, this, this leproseum. Mahid. Mahid, are you able? Can you go there? Shanik had never seen a man with leprosy. The only thing he knew about leprosy was what he had read in the Bible. Now, Shanik had heard of Simapaltinsk. Everyone in his country knows about Simapaltinsk. This is an area where the Soviet Union conducted 456 nuclear tests. Many believe that the radiation has weakened the immune system of people in that area and people who now live at the Leproseum. Mahid and Shanik are friends. They're both supported by Gospel Link. Shanik is like Mahid. They share the same ethnicity. They are not Russian, but they preach Jesus. This is a riddle and a puzzle to their fellow countrymen. And every week, it opens up a discussion as to the true God and the changes that the true God has made in their lives. Mahid had been visiting the Leproseum for three years, and he wanted more help. Shanik looked at his wife. They had children. Leprosy was contagious. What if one of them contracted leprosy? They would lose custody with their children. Yes, there are some antibiotics out there, but they were going into a facility where people were dying from this disease. Visiting them was one thing, but what if they ended up having to live there themselves? 
The day was December 25th. <laughs> yes, the day when you and I eat sumptuously and drink eggnog. It's a day when we exchange gifts. But Mahid and Shanique were bearing gifts and knew they would not be receiving any in return. At, at least not on that day. They knew that our Lord Jesus told a story a long time ago saying, I was naked and ye clothed me. I was sick and ye visited me. I was in prison and ye came unto me. Come ye, blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Yes, Shanique and Mahid know that their gifts will come later. On this Christmas day, they got in a car, crammed to the gills with boxes of clothing, warm socks and hats, boxes of fresh fruit like oranges and mandarins, boxes of Christian literature as well. Loaded down, they drove 350 miles one way to the Leproseum. They had an old station wagon kind of car and no reindeer to haul it. They asked the Holy Spirit to use them to glorify Jesus and bring hope to the perishing. They prayed for safety and for no breakdown. If they were to break down, they were out in the middle of nowhere. The only life they saw for miles were wild camels foraging alongside the road. Mahid took a photo of them and sent them to his Gospel Inc. sponsor. I'll post them on the Cup of Good News website for all of you to see. The Leproseum is a two-story building. The first time Mahid had walked into it, he was abhorred. It was dirty everywhere. Most of the windows were broken. Doors were off their hinges. Initially, there was no need for any kind of official permission to go there. But the staff had to wonder why these people were so interested in driving 700 miles round trip to deliver oranges to people who are dying. Mahid will tell you that his calling in life is to preach the gospel. That is why he went. He was not allowed at first to interact with the patients. He only visited with the staff, introduced himself, unloaded the car, stayed maybe an hour and drove back home, past the camels, the barren fields of snow and through the darkness. However, the church is a body and a missionary lady from England had heard what Mahid was doing. She knew he was a national preacher, that he had no big missions board backing him, and he had no ministry fund to provide fuel and gifts for the Leproseum. She contacted him and wanted to help him. So the next time Mahid trekked out there, he brought money to fix doors and windows. These efforts were not in vain. With the onset of warmer weather, the staff allowed Mahid to meet patients out of doors in small groups of two or three. Mahid saw how very difficult life is for the patients at the leprosy hospital. Most of them are very angry at their circumstances, the world, and their illness, of course. Every time he met and shared with different people, there would be different ages, from young to very old. But Mahid shared with everyone that Christ is our Savior. Many didn't want to listen from the start. Some got upset and would leave. Still, for those who would listen, Mahid shared about heaven and hell and about how the prophets, including Muhammad, could not save anyone. Mahid shared that Jesus lived and died for all people, not just for the Russian people. Mahid was not sowing on easy ground. 
Most of these people had been born into an atheist culture with an overtone of Islamic culture. At that time, no one trusted Christ. Most of the people just listened, and to his surprise, they didn't even ask many questions. In many regards, it was dismal work. However, on that Christmas day, when Shanik and his wife accompanied Mahid, the staff knew that the team had prepared a Christmas program. All the patients were gathered in one big assembly room. The staff, including doctors and nurses, numbered about 45, and there were 150 patients with leprosy. Everyone is in a different condition. Some are only lightly afflicted, while others look like they are rotting alive. Many have blood oozing out of their skin, and some have lost all their hair. A common denominator is that almost all of them have no energy. But they were gathered to hear Christmas greetings from Shanik and his wife and Mahid, as well as four others. Shanik's wife was praying nonstop for God's will and from protection from this horrid bacterium. They were well received, warmly and cordially. There was a lot of fellowship. Gifts were given to all. It makes me wonder, did you sing Joy to the World last month? I can only imagine what it must sound like within the halls of a Soviet-built leprosium. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, even those who have leprosy. That was Christmas Day, 2009. Shanik and his wife realized that God was calling them to become involved. As a couple, they traveled to the Leprosium two to four times a year, though of course the COVID shutdown gave them a big interval of no visitation. Recently, Shanique was invited to officially represent this Leprosium at the General Central Asian Conference on Leprosy. If you have ever ministered at a hospital or at a nursing home, you have experienced the condition of sick and dying people. Some are lethargic. Some are not completely mentally sound. Then there are some like Gurnali. Gurnali limped into the assembly room as he heard Shanik leading the singing. Of course, the singing is somewhat one-sided. But through song, Shanik was declaring the praises of his Lord. After the service, Gurnali hobbled up to ask questions. And his questions were very direct. How can I have eternal life? Shanik explained that death and disease came into the world because of sin. He showed Gurnali right from the Bible, not from Russian script, but from his native language, how there is only one person through whom a person can be saved. Gurnali replied with wistful eyes that he had been to a church in Bishkek many years ago. He had heard some of these things, but at that time he had not been ready to accept Christ. Nor was he today. Though Shanik and Gurnali talked for half an hour, eventually it was time to leave. However, Gurnali talked and discussed spiritual topics every time Shanik visited. And after a full year, Gurnali received Jesus as his personal Savior. They have also led staff members to accept Christ as Savior, and they know that many others are considering their message. Then came the day when Gurnali was not at the Leprosium. Upon inquiry, 
They were told that he had returned to Bishkek. They know they will meet him again in eternity. Over the last 14 years, the Leprosyum has changed their chief physician three times. But the national preachers have maintained a good relationship with them throughout this. Mahid has now turned most of the work over to Shanik. And as Islam gains influence in government circles in their country, these men are not sure how many more times their message and their presence will be welcome at the Leprosyum. They have left many Christian tracts and booklets in the native language. They have given MP3 players with sermons on them. People assure them that they are being used. Despite which way the government moves, the staff are exceedingly grateful for these Christians and their effort to do so much for people who have such little social value. The staff understands that for the most part, these visits by Shanique and his wife may be for many of the patients the only as well as the last chance to hear about God. On his most recent trip that Shanique took to the Leprosyum, the chief physician said, this is a huge amount of work considering that this is a closed area and this is a dangerous disease. People are afraid to come here, but you have been doing this for so many years. May God bless you for what you do. the dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth, the kingdom of love and light. I have had to change the names of Shanik and Mahid for this podcast, and I also have tried slightly to veil the country in which they live in Central Asia. I can tell you this. It's a country to which 99% of us will never travel. And I feel safe in saying 100% of us will never see this leprosyum with our eyes. I will, however, post some photos on the website, cupofgoodnews.org, though I will have to blur some faces. I won't blur the faces of the camels. You know, I think in all of Asia there is a potential for persecution. And we want to protect our national preachers, as well as equip them and supply them with resources for their ministries. Would you like to give a one-time gift to Mahid or Shanique? Email me, dean at cupofgoodnews.org. That's dean at cupofgoodnews.org. Maybe you would like to regularly sponsor one of them on a monthly basis, or another national preacher in that region. If you do, we will tell you the country wherein they are working, and you will get a report every three months about their family and about their outreach and their evangelism. These national preachers are doing a great work. They're taking the gospel to their people, even the sick ones at the Leprosyum. And that, my friends, is good news. Wow.